Hey, it's Greg. Thanks for checking out Toronto Today. We appreciate it. It's Tuesday, December the 13th. So wanted to get uh, somebody on to talk about a uh, follow-up to our housing conversation. So really smart guy when it comes to housing and density and what we need in urban environments. Dean Tester joins us. Really happy that he makes his Toronto Today debut. And similar to Mike Moffat, who comes to us from Ottawa, but who also teaches at Western in London, just smart stuff, knows the demographics, uh, knows the rhythm of what's needed in our major cities. And Toronto's one of them, and Ottawa's certainly one of them. So we get into those issues, rooming houses, density, nimbyism, all of that. It's affecting all of us, and our moods are probably also being affected by our property values being a bit lower than what they were last month compared to the month before, and the month before that, and the month before that. So that conversation with Dean Tester right now on Toronto Today. We think rooming house and we're like, what, a boarding house or people just coming for days at a time and 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 taking, you know, coming and going. But when you think rooming house, you do think that experience when maybe a couple couples are living together or student roommates and whatnot. And um, that really does open up the housing market and helps people who own um, make decisions about whether they want to rent their house out or not. And it puts it, it makes neighborhoods more dense. And that's what we're gunning for, isn't it? Absolutely. And I mean, I think back to when I was in university, you know, I had four or five roommates at a time. And I think that's a pretty common experience. Um, what what people do is they live where they can afford. Right. Mm-hmm. And if you think of a city like Toronto, uh, young families are fleeing the city in droves right now. They're they're leaving for wherever they can afford. They're driving until they qualify for a mortgage. Um, so. You know, a lot of young people, if they want to stay in the city, if that's where their school is, if that's where their job is, they're going to do what they have to to make ends meet. And that often means uh, pairing up with multiple roommates. Have you had a good look at the Toronto plan and it's seen as being bold and, and outside the box? And yes, it does come on the heels of a lot of contentiousness um, of, of, you know, questioning the democratic nature of the strong mayor powers um, that, that John Tory went to Doug Ford and asked for. But even even a lot of Tories critics for this, that and the other thing aren't criticizing this plan. What do you think of it? Yeah, I think it's it's a huge step in the right direction. I mean, uh, we've dragged our heels on this for uh, it seems like decades. Uh, and, and that's not just a Toronto problem. That's mm-hmm. that's province wide. Um, but, you know, I think John Tory's really seen the light. He's moving forward on this in a very positive way. Uh, I think all the efforts to. Uh, broadly uh, make zoning more permissive and allow more forms of housing are very good um, ending exclusionary zoning, uh, which is basically the process by which the city keeps certain types of people out of neighborhoods. It sounds really unseemly because it is. Uh, that's what we've been doing for decades. Um, you know, taking the first steps to end that, uh, I, I think that's a huge step in the right direction. And I really applaud uh, the city of Toronto and, and John Tory for uh, for making that move because it is politically difficult. You've taken, and I think fairly, because because I'm I'm trying to weigh all sides of it. You've taken a run at a, at a few politicians for basically them being very nimbyist, very exclusionary. One councilor in Mississauga complaining about student housing in Mississauga. The mayor of Aurora doesn't want this built or that built or this built. And and I think these things are fair. There isn't a lot of open mindedness. And at the end of the day. We elected these people. We there are tax dollars by which, you know, um, suburbs like Mississauga and Aurora exist. And they're not exactly making things affordable for residents. Yeah. And so, again, like this is this is a common problem across the province where 
if you're a politician and you're presented with, you know, a group of 20 neighbors who are opposed to a new, you know, a small apartment building or a duplex or something going up in their neighborhood because it's a little different from what they're used to. Um, it's very easy as a local politician to say, oh, these angry people are at my door. I'm going to be on their side, right? Um, but the impact of that happening over and over and over and over again is that we've had such a difficult time getting housing built across the GTA and across the province. Um, we are in a massive housing deficit, we are uh, probably a decade behind on housing construction where we should be uh, compared to the population we have. And the problem in the GTA has spilled over to the rest of the province, where now cities like Ottawa, where I live, uh, are being expected to add 150,000 people over the next uh, 10 years, uh, sorry, 150,000 housing units over the next uh, 10 years, uh, where, whereas over the past 10, we added uh, about 60 or 70, I think. So, mm. you know, it's, it's people are fleeing Toronto. The young families are the only population that's de- declining in the city of Toronto. And then you have suburbs like uh, Mississauga, where the population is actually declining in that city because they're not building housing and because it's getting so unaffordable to live there. Um, they've just made it so exclusive to live in that city. Uh, and, you know, I, it's unfathomable to me to, to that being that close to Toronto, having that many jobs, ha- having that many uh, amenities accessible to you. And you've allowed your population to decline well, because you don't want more neighbors. Well, and I brought this up to Brad um, Bradford yesterday, uh, Dean, is that student housing factors in as well. I thought Sabrina Maddow made a great point in the National Post saying, the, the universities collect all this international tuition money. Sixty-one grand is the undergrad tuition at U of T, and I bet you where you are in Ottawa and Carleton, it's not much less than that. So, w- what is the university doing with those dollars to make sure those students have proper accommodation? How are they How are they filtering that money back into the infrastructure? And if they don't, by the way, um, we're going to start to lose those students, and we'll lose, by the way, undergrad students. Period. It's expensive to go to school in Toronto and Ottawa more so than a Windsor or. Hamilton or a London right now. Mm-hmm. And it's hugely benefit, uh, beneficial to the Canadian economy to bring in international students, to bring in more immigrants. We have job vacancies in almost every mm-hmm. field. We have, we have labor shortages, right? We need these people to come here uh, to Canada to work and help make this country a better place. But the challenge is, you know, we've got you know, hundreds of thousands of international students coming. We've got 400,000 up to 500,000 uh, new immigrants coming to Canada a year, and we are not building any housing for them. And it's, you know, they're struggling. People who have lived here for generations are struggling. Their children are struggling. We're all impacted by this housing market. And, you know, I, I think of, you know, obviously myself, I've got a, uh, I've, I've just recently been married. We're looking at buying our first house. Uh, I consider myself very fortunate, you know, a, a, a substantial uh, earner would be in, you know, the top, you know, 80 or 90% of, of earners. Mm-hmm. And I still can't afford a house, right? And I'm competing for a rental with, you know, single moms and students and people who are just starting their careers. And, you know, that's that's extremely frustrating for everyone because they can't afford a house that they want. Mm-hmm. I can't uh, afford a house for the type of life I want. Um, and everyone is just feeling the impact up and down the line. And you, you think of like our grandparents, like 
they they can't downsize into a house that's appropriate for them because that's more expensive than living where they are now. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Um, Dean Tester's our guest, uh, co-founder of uh, Make Housing Affordable. He's joining us from Ottawa today, but we're talking a ton about the GTA. I got about a minute here, so feel you can stretch this out. What is the message to people who do say who are who, who do have a little bit of a, a nimbious profile? I think it's fair to say, hey, I don't want nine students living next to me. We're, we're, you know, we're a quiet, retired couple. We don't want big parties, garbage on the lawn, five cars in the driveway that like they do get a say. And but at the end of the day, you know, progress is progress in some of these cities. Mm-hmm. I would say, you know, we live in cities, we live in communities. Uh, we have to be welcoming of, of neighbors and we have to allow uh, this sort of gentle density of, you know, two, three and four unit buildings in every neighborhood or else what you're going to end up with is towers in every neighborhood because yeah. you know, there's, there's no middle ground here. We have to build housing. There, there is no acceptable solution where we don't build housing uh, and you're going to have to fit some of that in your community it can't be in someone else's community. It has to be in every community. So we all got to work together to make this happen. Hey, Dean, great stuff. I hope you can come on again, and I appreciate you getting up early uh, uh, for us. Uh, thanks for thanks very much for the time, and, and good luck, and let's stay in touch on this. Thanks a lot, Greg. Awesome to have you. Dean Tester.